we're going to start with are Ziba and Edward. And I believe at the end of the last session, Ziba had a bit of an argument with her family and ran out the door. What is Ziba doing now? Well, after stealing her great brother's sword from above the mantle and running out of the house, swearing to make herself into the hero that her siblings think is unrealistic as future life career. Um, I don't think she's really going to know where to go, but I think she does know that adventurers like to hang out in taverns. Getting into the tavern right. underage, that's questionable. Right. Uh, Ziba's been sneaking out for years. I'm sure she can <laughs> reverse engineer how to sneak well, in. She's tall for her age, you know? Hold on. If- if I've seen anything from Ziba, it's obviously that she's a party girl. <laughs> she just wants that booze and to do those. I don't. I don't know. I wasn't cool. What do cool kids do? She's just really looking for anchors uh, acknowledgement. That's what she's looking for. <laughs> she just wants anyone's acknowledgement, <laughs> please. All right, so Ziba leaves the farmhouse with sword on her back, heading for the big city. You head into Synthgrab or across countries? You're just going for the closest place? Well, she's from Synthgrab. Mm-hmm. So she's probably going to the only big city she knows of in the area because that's the land she knows the best. Mm-hmm. All right, so you head into the capital city of Synthgrab. Looking for a tavern. How does Ziba try to sneak in once you find the hopping spot in town? Hmm. Colloquially known as the hopping frog. <laughs> it's hopping. <laughs> um, I think Ziba would probably just try to like walk with a group that's entering and act like she's part of that group. And not like, you know, like just when you just like walk next to people and be like, yeah, I'm with them. They don't know, they, but in reality, they don't know her at all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's going to walk just slightly behind okay. them, acting like she's part of the group. If adventure. Give me a stealth check. Well, you know those barbarians. They're great at stealth. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably be fine. I, I oh. don't know why I twice, but that would be a tw- a natural, natural 20, 20, 20 like herself. I said, great at stuff. <laughs> She's got the confidence. All right, so Ziva, Ziva, Assassin's Creed style, just puts up her hood and walks in with the crowd, unseen by the doorman. Uh, the tavern is a hopping place, and Edward, I would say because at the end of last session you said you were actively out looking for individuals. Maybe you have adventured as far as Synthgrab. Would you say that that is plausible for your character? Yes, absolutely. Because even before, um, even before we'd all had our dream, I think I mentioned that Livy was like underneath a tree, like camping out. So they had mm-hmm. already started like, we're done with their university. And we're like, this is all I can learn. I'm going to go out and adventure and like see what I can learn about my studies. So yeah, definitely. Okay, great. <laughs> Great. I mean, as you are sitting in this crowded tavern, the it's getting a little rowdy um, here in the early evening. You're sitting um, at a table, maybe in the corner. There are there is music playing as the bards play, and there's a lot of hustle and bustle. And as you're sitting there, you don't notice Ziba fully, but you get this sense that maybe tonight's going to be a really good night for you. Um. Livy smiles a little bit and he has a, a journal and he, like a notebook that mm-hmm. I've actually um, okay so he uh, uh, so he's like in in the notebook he's written descriptions of everyone's character or everyone mm-hmm. or all of these persons and he's trying to 
And I think the first person I actually did say he wanted to track down was uh, was our good uh, Z girl, our good barbarian. Mm-hmm. And so he's like scratching like the quill on his head, like um, like eating like some soup, uh, like really trying to find her. And he's really hoping because this is very crowded. He he finds her. He scans around a little bit, like hoping to like at least see someone. Um, because I think that's yeah. why he came here because he's like actively looking for these people in the the place he teleported. It wasn't a dream. Yeah, absolutely. So Ziba, as the crowd you walked in and with starts to disperse to their tables or to the bar, what are you oh, doing? Ziba's going to get caught up in the nightlife of the big city right away. She's <laughs> she's probably going to be like trying to like challenge someone to like an arm wrestling match so she can get free drinks cuz you know she need to come out with a lot of money. You know, so she she's she's definitely like now the center of attention just tr- one after the other trying to bring people down arm wrestling match just to get something for free. Not even caring if she can okay. start out anymore. She probably has completely zoned that out that she had to snuck in here in the first place. Yeah, great, great. So you find a group of dwarven men sitting at a table all by themselves. They have a few empty tankards next to them and a few flagons of ale full as they're laughing jollily and kind of sloshing it over onto the table and it kind of spills. You can tell they're a little intoxicated at this point. And they seem like the most worthy adversaries for maybe being a little too drunk um, to arm wrestle you properly, but also cocky enough to think that they can beat you. Okay. They'll walk and be like, you know, I've heard stories about the dwarves, but I don't know. You don't, your, your height doesn't really speak much to your strength. Do you really think you could beat me in an arm wrestling contest? <laughs> the one in the middle with the largest bulging arm muscles just looks at you and goes <laughs> we got a feisty last year I'll take you up on that how about five gold if I win five gold what about instead you you buy me a pint and we'll call that good all you want is a pint for now we'll see if you can get beat my streak every win is a pint on me all right, lass, it's your, uh, your dry night, I guess. And he walks over to the table. Um, the One of the dwarves stands up and lets you sit in their seat so that you can get directly across from them. And he holds out his arm, grasping his elbow with his other hand, just like true arm wrestling rules here. He's uh, well-versed in the battle of arm wrestling. I need you to give me a strength save. Uh, you you succeed. Uh, the dwarf has rolled a two uh, <laughs> plus two, which is a four, um, and you just boom smash his hand. It's not even a contest. You kind of do it before he even blinks and fully grasps your hand, and he just sits up straight and looks at you from across the table. Oh, I didn't say we should go yet. Uh, another round. Oh, my youngest sibling uh, like Jared could do better than you. <laughs> And he slams his elbow down. His friends are all snickering and laughing beside him. One of them pats you on the back a little hard. It kind of takes the wind out of your lungs a little bit. But you're you you're a lot larger than them. Uh, your half orc size, kind of hulking over the dwarves in the chairs next to you. Do you oh, want to yeah. go again? All right, we'll try it again. <laughs> Not twenty. <laughs> no mercy. Right. Yeah. Oh my god. Five plus two, that's seven uh, as Ziva. This time he kind of holds back a little bit, but he he gets distracted by the music. Um, And at this point, a crowd has started to gather and uh, Livy is taking note of this crowd directly across the room from from him as this is happening. As Ziva, boom, pounds the fist to the table one more time. You gonna take it seriously or what? This is, all right, all right. I thought you were just a wee lass, and I see that I'm wrong. Third time's the charm. Let's go. And he puts his. (laughs) He kind of snarls at you, and his friends are just in stitches beside him, just can't stop, like deep belly laughing next to him. Oh, yeah. Two net ones. Just. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh no. Zippo's like playing up the crowd and I was just like, oh yeah, who's gonna give me some good luck? You know, I don't even need it. We could do this any day of the week. <laughs> Libby, do you approach the ruckus? Uh, um, with soup still in hand, he like with like a little bread, like he nibble like he sits up, glances like lazily, because he's assuming this is just you know, weird townspeople being weird townspeople. And then he kind of like drops the bread into his soup as he's like, holy shit, this plan worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely recognize Ziba's voice as she starts pumping and speaking to the crowd. Um, I think Livy like is trying to, he remembers her exuberance in the dream and considering the way she's like, and, and considering the way she's acting, he assumes that's accurate to real life. And he also assumes that she'll be very upset if he interrupts this. So she, so he goes into the front and waves a little bit to let her know he's here, but he's not going to interrupt. All right. Yeah. As you wave, you kind of distract Ziba in a, in a moment of pressure as this arm wrestling match happens. Um, but <laughs> 10 for my strength save that time. And the dwarf got a four. So for the, the third time, even distracted, Ziba just slams the fist down onto the table. The dwarf says, all right. And he just... He, grinds his teeth and he stands up he looks at you and he looks back at the table and he looks at his friends who are now just like <laughs> incredulously looking at him and he just storms off to the bar and everyone's laughing the crowd's Woo! kind of patting you on the back partying uh, yeah so Louie's gonna kind of like mosey on besides you he's like and he's gonna say like um it is um it is Zipa, yes? Do you, uh, do you remember me? Oh my gosh, it is you! See, oh my god, why weren't you at the farm with me? Then my siblings would have believed me! They all thought it was some crazy dream! I knew it wasn't a dream! See, you're real! Yes, I am very real, and, um, and Livy goes into his bag and brings out the arrow, the arrows in the, what we experienced was also very real. How come everyone got a souvenir but me? I mean, I think you were about to get one, <laughs> but uh, you got distracted. But um, if if we find the other companions, we could grab your souvenir, yes? I was distracted. I was just I was, I was busy doing other important things. It is true. Forgive me. You were uh, prioritizing. Thank you. But you think if we find the other people, we can go on adventures? Absolutely, or at least I hope so. I maybe I should reintroduce myself, considering we we're in a very um high tense situation. My name is Levy. I am a I am a scholar, um, in pursuit of uh, historical facts about the Invisible War and the uh information <laughs> and truth of it. And he extends his hand. Ziva will grab your hand maybe a little too strongly and shake it a little too hard. You're like, well, nice to meet you, Zibby. Or Libby? Libby? Zibby? I believe that is your Libby? name. <laughs> I'll all get the hand eventually. See, I would never one per, Power couple for studying much myself, but, you know, good to have you around if I ever have to do homework again. Mm. I'm shipping it already. <laughs> I, he's 69 years old. <laughs> Nice. He's an adult. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I've been watching the TV show Younger. This means nothing to me. Oh, now. God. <laughs> uh, that's concerning for all this campaign. I yeah. know. Anyway, okay. <laughs> all right. I would say, uh, Livy, as you settle into a different table and the dwarven man brings across the three flagons of ale, sets it in front of Ziva without a word and just kind of <laughs> and walks back to his table. Ziva friends. has no concept uh, of money. She just knew she couldn't order drinks on her own. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say as you're leafing through your notes, you would remember that 
in the dream world, Leofric mentioned that he is a devout follower of Mysteria. Um, it's pretty common knowledge that the place where all the priests are ordained and where they finish their scholarly duties and their training is Florencia. And you get a feeling that that might be the best place to find him and Anchor. It is unfortunate. I just left from there. I suppose I will have to very um, dramatically. Um, it is going to be very awkward to have to return. But it is for best. Well, I mean, a good place to learn about Mysteria. We can learn how to be better heroes. That's mm. what it be someday. I suppose. I really, we really don't know. She's very interesting. It'll be fine. I've gotten in trouble before. You just, it's been enough time to cool down now. It's probably blown over. Uh, it is not a family thing. It is very much academically. I might have called my colleagues ignorant barbarians who did not uh, seek truth. What's wrong with being that? Not in um, <laughs> career-wise, but, uh, you know. <laughs> Career-wise, it is very lucrative. See? I told my siblings it was a good idea. Oh, yes. Beating people up for well, money is you know very what? lucrative. I'll talk to them and I'll convince them it's actually a compliment. It'll be fine. Mm. It depends on the situation, but you do you. What's the worst that could happen? I mean, made it here in one piece. I think we're off to a great start. <laughs> exactly. Also, I have no money. I'm not much better off either. Hmm. <laughs> but if we keep up these arm wrestling matches, I think I could get us dinner. <laughs> hmm. I have terrible idea, but also good. Um, Those are the best kind. Not here. So would you be willing to... Uh, so... People here do not recognize you, yes, in the city? We do not know... Well, it's not going to be like that for long. I told you no, I'm going to no, be no. a famous No, 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 it is good for something. now, yes? Very good. People don't What's realize so how strong you are. about it? So okay. we could have um, competition, yes? And then I can build up my reputation. Yes. Okay, what's so bad about this idea? Well... We might be scamming people slightly. Eh, just call it a prank. Yes. Sounds perfect. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so talk me through the rest of it. We can do this. Right. All right. As Louie and Ziba plan this giant prank heist, um, we're going to head over to Cake who found himself awake with a flaming boar friend in a swamp. What is Keg's next move? If Cam is here, I see that he's muted. Uh, ah. This one is hungry. Uh, Keg looks right. at the little boar. Perhaps uh, this one should head to a settlement. I will be okay. seeing you. So. And he, he pats the boar on the head and uh, he's just going to walk in a direction. Yeah. Okay. What 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 direction do you think? Are you are you? S <laughs> I think that um, Keg should walk north <laughs> to towards Florencia if he's in Bulmelda, which I believe we talked about before, which is where like the swampy jungle marshes are. Um, 
it's going to be kind of a treacherous walk. There's small villages along the lakes and rivers there. Um, but he'll have to cross mountains and things to get to the meeting place with the party. So what kind of adventure does Keg have along the way? Um, I mean, I think, I think Keg is pretty good at avoiding danger. So, um, what's, he's, what's his, uh, stealth plus four, you know, survival plus six. Uh, so I imagine it's, it's, uh, pretty uneventful. Okay. Mostly just, he's just making friends with uh, the, well, Keg thinks he's making friends, but he's probably annoying and uh, aggravating a lot of people along the way. Okay. That's the best kind of friendships. <laughs> I it <found>. is not. <laughs> what? Calling <laughs> all my friendships a lie. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> she just called your entire career ignorant. I mean, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. I mean, what, how to, I mean, I know that Keg is very experienced in the wild, but as, and he's traveled a lot, so he's probably fairly experienced with the mountain ranges as well, right? As the, the climates change and the ecosystems change, do you think he's phased at all as they begin to move and he moves from swamps and jungles to mountains and snow through desert and then back to like a coastal definitely doesn't like the cold it (laughs) it slows him down got Um, it do you want do you want i can roll a survival Mm -hmm. to see how long it took him to get through would that be yeah that'd be great Mm -hmm. (laughs) i imagine (laughs) That's a net no. one. Net <laughs> <laughs> uh, one. Yeah, it took him a he, while. Uh, he hibernates. The plus six help. At least we get a seven. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it definitely... I would say it probably took Keg four or five days longer than it should to get through the snowy part of the mountains um, as his... Maybe his mood just got more cranky. I don't know. It it would literally (laughs) slow him down. Being Mm cold-blooded. Yeah. Great. Well, you make it through. There's still plenty of food, um, even up that high. It's early spring across the continent. So the snows are still there, but they're starting to melt. And there's some early, you know, mid-spring berries available as he's moving through there's plenty to hunt um and he can crack through some ice to fish same with the rest of the landscape as the populations have left the large masses of land for the villages and the cities the wilderness has really taken over so keg can go pretty much unassumed by villages no nowhere near villages if he doesn't want to all the way to the high walls and large massive buildings and people of Florencia. Uh, yeah, I think I think Keg would Keg would stop in as many villages as possible. Yeah. Uh, and again, probably Great. annoying uh, as many people as possible unintentionally. <laughs> What do you let's what do you think one of those conversations sounds like? Let's say Kate goes into like a general store in a village and and the person's just like, Oh hey, how can I help you? Uh, this one needs meat and rope. Uh meat and rope. Uh, yep, yeah, mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, we can help you with that. For the meat. And uh Sorry, I didn't catch the last one. Oh. Rope. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rope, meat. Like All right. When you uh, buy the meat, from the counter. it's in those packages. And and 
you put the rope around it. I've seen it in other uh, settlements. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we definitely wrap it up in a nice piece of paper and tie it up with some string to keep it safe on your journey home. The paper absorbs uh, some of the blood and grease and makes it extra delicious. He uh, kind of stops wrapping some of the flanks of venison that he's pulled out to wrap up for you and kind of looks back at you. Uh-huh. Yep. That that's uh that's one of the reasons why we do it. And he just keeps <laughs> wrapping it up. Ties it a little bit with the twine. Well, uh, this is a, a nice big venison flank here, and uh you've got some rope. Uh he got about fifty foot here for you, and he pulls out a large, you know. Oh god. Oh What's no, I meant uh, I meant the wrap. rope wrapped around the meat like the paper. Oh, like the twine, like like how it's wrapped yes. up. Yes. <laughs> Are we learning keg as a foodie? <laughs> okay. Uh, so no rope then, and he pulls the rope back off the, the counter. Just the venison. What is a venison? Oh, uh, it's just a, a word, another word for deer. Ah, yes. Deer is flavorful. Uh-huh. Yeah, this one was freshly brought into us just the other day. It was hit by a carriage, poor thing. An odd way to hunt. <laughs> hey, we'll take it how we can. It's in good shape. Just some broken legs. No, We don't want to waste anything here in these parts. Wasting. Well, if that's it for you, that'll be a, a, a five silver, please. I have, um, one of these, what do you call them, monies. Uh, and he, he pulls out, uh, one gold coin. Oh yeah, a uh, gold, that's a gold, I can get change for you if that's all you have. Mm, change is good. He holds out his hand for you to give him the coin. Never change, uh, Keg. It takes... Doesn't listen to him. <laughs> it takes Keg a little while uh, to realize, and then uh, he does it. Uh, oh. Yes. Okay. Here you go. He <laughs> the merchant takes your coin, um, gives you five silver in return. Uh, well... Hopefully uh, you're safe. Hope you have a good day. Uh, like this a one understands. <laughs> I have given you this piece and you give me these hmm? ones in return. A change has been made. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Keg will take his venison. That and is nod. very true. We are becoming <laughs> friends. I wouldn't go that far, but yes, I appreciate your patronage. A patron is like a friend. This one will remember. <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah. Happy to help whenever you're near. You have a good day. Keg will nod. He turns his back to Keg and starts like trying to gripping work. Gripping yeah. the, the venison <laughs> tightly. Uh, 
keg exits. Like oh, I'm just really. Like, I, should I be describing keg? Or are we waiting until oh, okay. everybody's together? I mean, you can to, if you want. To go. Yeah, we're going to okay. wait until everyone's together to do like full description. I think it's going to be a better reveal. Oh, that's why he's weird. <laughs> <sighs> weird. All right, cool. So having had that experience on the road, getting to the walls of Florencia, what does Keg do as he goes into this large city in search of his dream family? Um, I guess most of the time, from what Keg has heard, uh, you go into a tavern. Uh, so mm-hmm. just the first tavern Keg sees. Okay. The... <clears throat> as Keg maybe asks around or, you know, looks at signs, he makes it kind of far into the city, over almost to the, the docks. You can see the ocean from the entrance of this inn. Um, and the name, the Drunken Stump, hangs on a wooden sign over the door. Um as you enter, it's bustling. There's a dwarvish man behind the bar and a few different patrons within uh, having dinners and an ale. As you Keg enter, looks around. You smell cooked foods. Uh, does Keg see any sort of uh, chopped down trees or stumps of any kind? He does not. He bar? looks puzzled and he'll <laughs> approach the dwarven man behind the bar. Hmm. And like he'll lean over. Uh, not saying anything to get his attention, just like leaning close to him. Get drink. <laughs> Slowly approaching personal space. <laughs> Can I get you a drink, friend? The man says from behind the bar. <clears throat> Where are the stumps? <laughs> the, the stumps? <laughs> Trees that have been cut. What are you talking about? There's furn- wooden furniture all throughout. There are trees to build this establishment. Is that what you mean? Your uh, tavern is called the Drunken Stump. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Yet I, do not I see. get what you mean. And <clears throat> the the dwarven man who's really just like shoulders and head and neck go above the the height of the bar. Um, holds up his left arm and it's only an arm to the elbow and the rest is missing. Are you he says, aware? Oh yeah, that was just a funny are joke. Are you aware your... From my friends. Your arm is missing. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I got drunk. And, uh... And you well, misplaced your arm. That's pretty much the story. <laughs> I... Yep, I misplaced it. Keg looks around the <laughs> bar. So I called my bar. Mm-hmm. Somewhere the in the bar. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't lose. Didn't, didn't lose it here. Uh, I lost it in the war. Uh. Keg looks surprised at this. All right. We'll leave Keg with the surprise. Poor bartender. Um. (laughs) Poor, poor bartender. What are you talking about? He's got a brand new best friend. (laughs) That was excellent customer service. You know, you just go with the story. You're like, yeah, sure. You're going to buy a drink and (laughs) I... All right. Um, 
Anchor and Leah Fritch wake up from their dream, have a bit of an exchange. What are you guys doing? All right. Which of you am I dealing with today? <clears throat> hey, boss. Ah. Good morning. It's, uh... We have job to do today, or we uh, worshiping all day. Ah, uh, yes, both. Uh, yes, yes to that. We we have no change in our mission. We are still heading to the big city so that we can become true priests of Mysteria. <laughs> that has not changed. This this is mission. Yes. Okay. Uh, Anchor will protect you as we travel along the road. You need things carried again? Uh, no, it's quite all right. Don't have much left at this point. It's been quite a long journey. Uh, didn't sleep well. It was a weird dream. How did? How was your rest? As was it as combative as always? This has been uh, tougher to sleep, yes. Uh, sleep, as you call it. Um, Kraskis has been plying for the wheel again. This is not good. Um, the other members of crew have been able to keep him back, uh, but he's not... <clears throat> it's not ideal. We should uh, really get to Temple, see if you can fix. Mm. Last time Kraskis is coming out, he's not good for anybody. Uh, this is why Anchor is feared going to a big city. Maybe Anchor wait outside again? Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. Leofridge kind of shudders at the memory of the last time Kraskis was in charge. Mm, perhaps that would be for the best. Um... But I'm sure there will be lots of much more talented people than I in the big city. We'll, we'll find someone who can help us sort this out. Yes, uh, this would be good. Uh, Hudson wants bring crown. Uh, maybe we find a young half-orc girl full of ambition. Uh, we give back to her. I think this is foolish decision, but uh, Hudson has been helpful lately. Uh, might as well throw him a bone. You see Leo Fritch's face turns serious as he looks at the crown. He goes, that is just a joke that you're playing on me still, right? Uh, that w- Where did you get that again? Boss... I don't think we should talk about this. Good, I agree. Let's get walking. Uh, (laughs) Anchor leans over. Uh, You can hear the gears grinding and uh, uh, the rusty metal as he pulls the crown off the ground, sticks it into a bag, and heaves it over his shoulder. This bag is getting worryingly light. Boss, are you sure we have enough food for journey? Well, I'm, I'm sure you have enough food for the journey, and I hope that I do as well. <laughs> I think we'll make it. I'm not very good at hunting, so maybe we'll <laughs> eat roots. I'm, I'm sure we'll figure something out, and if we don't, well, my Sharia will provide for us. I, I knew you were... I knew you were going to say why that. Why did you ask? I knew. <laughs> uh, you hear uh, a low humming from inside the Warforge's chest, and he goes, it's time to go. And uh, he follows behind Leo Fritch as they exit. Leo Fritch grabs his uh, meager belongings and tosses it over his shoulder. Yes, yes, let's get going. And there's a bit of a bounce in his step as 
they depart for Florenzia. All right. Where are you coming from, Mencinos? Yes. So I'm not sure at what point the dream happened, but we were traveling from Mentinos. All right. Yeah. I would say you're probably a quarter, if not half of the way at this point, um, just for timeline's sake for everything. Um, you'd have to go through Synthgrab if you would rather it be meeting up with Livy and Ziba as they're trying to concoct this plan in Synthgrab on, on your journeys, that would work out very nicely. Whatever you say, disembodied voice of God. <laughs> Whatever you say, Mashiria. Okay. That's where we learn. Mashiria is just the DM's entire Guide Mashiria, <laughs> a.k.a. Mystic, guide my steps. Okay, cool. So as you head into Synthgrab for a rest um, on your journey, taking the efforts after about, you know, a week and a half of walking from Mentinos, um, you find yourself in a tavern. You can tell that something ruckus has just happened. The spirits are very high. Um, and you quickly notice i would say hudson maybe tries to wrestle for control and anchor um as he sees ziba sitting with a familiar half elven man at a table drinking some ale seeing uh anchor i assume struggling with it leofrich will turn his attention to his friend there oh what what seems to be the matter now? He's got his uh, tinker. <clears throat> he's got his carpentry tools out. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Hudson wants Will, but uh, we know from last experiment uh, not to transfer control of Will in day. Lest Kraskis grab a hold of the wheel. It's fine. He just wants to talk to half-orc girl, but... Uh, he has give uh, Victor the words, and Victor will deliver the words. Uh, he walks up to um, the half-orc lady, and he he uh, does a low bow, at which point you can hear the grinding of, of metal, rusty metal plates uh, shifting under his weight. Uh, hello there, beautiful girl. I have a gift from friend for you. Uh, he pulls out of the sack on his shoulder a dried, uh, a, a golden crown with uh, dried blood and dead snakes hanging off of it. <laughs> a, I am trying to clean this, but uh, your friend has he <clears throat> say that you would probably want to be covered in. I don't know why. I don't understand him, nor do I claim to. Uh, but he's here. He's gift for you. Um, uh, Tyler might have tried it on once or twice, but other than that, completely unused for you, my lady. Wow, excellent communicator. I'm sure that message came through 100%. <laughs> yeah, Libby uh, was taking like a, a sip of his ale and he like starts choking on it when he sees <laughs> both of you. <laughs> Zippo's gonna probably see the crowd and then immediately like jump up like the child cheese and be like, oh my god, it's my souvenir! And like pick it up in his hands and like hold it up in the light and then she's gonna like realize where she is and she's got a reputation to protect now. She's gonna be like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I knew you. he was gonna be returned to me. Of course. Like um, but are you sure the same guy who had this last time? Where's he's at? You seem a yes, little I funky. Either you're a different person or you have a much better voice now. I very much approve of your beautiful cadence. <laughs> the the Warforge kind of twists his neck um, and you hear uh, uh, the, the low humming inside of his chest almost skips uh, for a second. Uh, Victor turns to, uh, Anker turns towards you and he goes, this is a voice I will have today. Maybe I have different voice tomorrow. Oh no, it is fine. You can um, keep <laughs> Unfortunately, he sounds sound normal this way. 
It's Everyone not else is so simple. strange. Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> but yes. Well, gift has been delivered. A boss will do chatting now. Uh, Anchor will keep watch. He crosses his arms and steps back um, behind Leo Fritsch. Yes. Ah, well. This is an unexpected surprise, to say the least. Um, uh, Anchor, are, are we dreaming again? Uh, boss, this is not dream. Uh, I know you might be confused because beautiful face, but uh, this is no dream. It is joke, yes? I am just have, talking. You would eat those words if you had any idea what kind of dream he has. <coughs> At this point, you guys hear hoofprints loud, uh, galloping hoofprints outside the open door of the tavern. Um, you hear a ruckus outside, a gasp of people as people are milling about the streets of the city in the evenings. And a man wearing a hat with a feather and a royal blue outfit with a rose on his lapel comes in. Um, he has a piece of paper and he calls out in a booming voice, Leo Fritsch! Leo Fritsch! Is there a Leo Fritsch here? Not me! <laughs> a Leo Fritsch uh, does not respond immediately. He kind of likes slides over next to Anchor and just kind of like peeks around to see who's asking. It looks like a normal uh, message carrier, any, uh, like a postal man. Uh, yes, that would be me. Unless there's another oh, Leo Fritsch. Any other Leo Fritsches by chance, please? Oh, it is me. Everyone just looks at you as all the tension is drawn to you in this message carrier. He just shrinks. Well, I have an urgent message. They paid a lot of gold for this message to get to you. Are you going to take it? And he holds out the, the paper to you. Yes. All right. Leofridge will take it, grasp it quickly, and go back to his friends. Uh, is there anything else? No, thank God. An ale, please! He raises his hand as he walks to the bar. His job now completes. Uh, well, you then. You can have mine. Don't give away our free ale! We worked for that. <laughs> Leo Fridge will just kind of step off a couple paces away and open the letter and start kind of reading it, mumbling to himself. Yeah, as you read it, it says... Uh, by decree of High Priestess Guinevere, all new acolytes must report to the Green Castle. The temple has been compromised. If anyone knows the whereabouts of young Kepa, please inform us urgently, as she has been involved in an ordeal and is no longer with the church. Thank you. We see, hope to see you as you report next week. His, uh, his eyes are kind of darting back and forth as he's rereading the message and he kind of every time he gets to the point about the temple being compromised he kind of stops and uh he walks over back to the group with the spring that was in his step earlier gone and he just kind of looks at them and goes um i need to be going rather quickly actually well wait 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 we just we just got reintroduced um and it's been a pleasure, I believe me, but time is, seems to be against me. Hey, why can't we come? Don't leave us behind. He ponders for a moment, looking at the half-orc Grongus. Well, you know, I hadn't thought of that. Yes. Um. I, I'm sure Hudson would appreciate the company. I was saying every time my cousins leave me behind, they ended up regretting it, so save me some work now. Also, um, we we were teleported to a different place together. So surely, um, and only a, you know, he, um, he, Levy looks around, he clearly doesn't say exactly where they went, went in this bar full of randos. Um, hmm. it was surely, uh, your goddess's will, yes, that um, did this. Why else? Why else will we all be united in this way? 
Well, yes. I mean, everything that happens is Mysterious Will, of course. Sure. Anyway. Um, but that's that's the issue. There's something wrong with the temple in Florencia. Uh, we must we must get going if that's all right. Well, we were actually going there anyway, unfortunately, um, to look for you. My Sharia works in mysterious ways. Sure. Um, Hopefully she's working in ways to help me become a hero. So we're checking out a temple. Yes, uh, I know this is a summons for me. I must report there. I don't know what to expect. Um, but this says that the temple has been compromised, which is horribly vague. Um, and there's no telling what sorts of adventure we'll find. episode one of the utopia podcast congratulations i'm so glad you listened now it's time for the uh announcements and stuff if you want to listen great if not you can go on to the next episode if there's others out if you haven't listened to the other ones go back and listen to some of the player uh interviews uh but yeah we are officially on the social medias uh you can find us at utopia dnd podcast or at utopia podcast we're on instagram twitter facebook uh i think that's it for now we also have a Patreon that helps support everything that we do here. I am freelance producing all of this. We are all recording in our homes, so literally, uh, we're just trying to cover the cost of production and time for everyone. It's it's not a lot, um, and your support goes to a lot of fun things. So we have a Discord server you'll gain access to, some loyalty merchandise, so shirts and stickers and things for those who've subscribed for a long time, as well as behind-the-scenes content and Q&As, so yeah head on over there uh that is patreon.com backslash utopia podcast i think that's it uh intro and outro music by Nolan clock all production by myself mystic musings and we can't wait to see you next week with episode two